It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. Welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy. Very excited because we have kind of an old timer, but not really old, <laughs> but someone who's been in the fitness industry for more than 20 years and now is the president of Cycle Bar. So Ryan Junk is with us tonight. We're going to talk about his transition into the Cycle Bar community and into exponential fitness, which I'm really, I have a lot of questions about. So Ryan, welcome. Thanks for having me, Tom. Appreciate it. This is so awesome. So glad that we could get together here. So Cycle Bar, I know for, for quite a few years, I've made placements in that company. And I know that you guys are going through a, uh, or have gone through have kind gone of a through. relaunch. So for those of you who don't know uh, out there that are listening, tell us a little bit about Cycle Bar. What is the concept? The, the concept is phenomenal. It's high intensity, low impact training. Uh, it's on a bike. It's indoor cycling. It's the largest uh, indoor, premium indoor cycling franchise in the, in the world right now. So we've got um, about 180 locations open right now, uh, servicing memberships uh, and packages throughout the U.S. That's phenomenal. So 180 locations. And so some people might know of um, SoulCycle, right, which is not a franchise, but have some brand awareness. How many units does a, does like a SoulCycle have compared to you guys? I think they, they're, they're, they're scratching at 100 right now. They're right, right at that number. And, uh, yeah, I, I think they did a lot more than just indoor cycling. I mean, they really coined, in my opinion, the phrase kind of boutique fitness. I mean, they're, they're really one of the big movers out there. Branding That's it. interesting. So, I mean, you have 20 years in the business. You and your wife did consulting for franchise owners. You spent 10 years with 24-hour fitness and, most recently, UFC. So, all of that, all that great experience – you're kind of writing your own way, but then you decide to get involved with Cycle Bar and Exponential Fitness. Why, why is that? Yeah, it was interesting how that how that came about. But I'll tell you the uh, uh, even though I love Cycle Bar uh, and I love love uh, everything that it's about, Anthony Geyser is really what brought me to Exponential. Uh, Anthony, we crossed paths at, at UFC gym. He actually owned LA Boxing and uh, sold that to the UFC. Uh, he and I worked for a short period of time together there. And uh, when he left, he started a company called Club Pilates. And he, uh, we, I think everybody's pretty familiar with the success that Club Pilates has had since he took over the business. When he bought it, they had 28 locations. And uh, now we've got uh, over 560, almost 600 locations open and about 900 territories sold in about a three to four year period of time. So Anthony decided that, you know, he wanted to par partner with some private equity and start to look at the different modalities in fitness. And the first one that he wanted to kind of dig into after Club Pilates was indoor cycling and cycle bar. So uh, when he and I connected, we talked about it. I was, he had me at hello. Uh, I was already in just, just based on um, the trust I have for him and the growth that he had in the, in the, in the boutique fitness space. You know, earlier I said, I gave credit to uh, SoulCycle for really kind of 
branding boutique fitness, but Anthony was doing boutique fitness before it was even a thing uh, back at LA Boxing. So that's what really brought me in. And then he had me do some research on Cycle Bar. And, and when I did that, the branding was phenomenal. As, as you were aware, like you said, you placed some franchisees in there. Mm-hmm. And I saw a lot of opportunity in ops. So it was the, it was the perfect marriage for me. Yeah, definitely exciting. I mean, Anthony Geisler, I mean, if he, you know, Cycle Bar, CycleBar.com, if you want to look it up. But Cycle Bar is owned by Anthony Geisler's team, which is Exponential Fitness. So Exponential, I guess, let, let, me, let me have you share that, Ryan. What is Exponential? So Exponential Fitness is really the parent company of eight different modalities. And so what the idea was is that Anthony really created a process in franchising and being a franchisor. And we kind of duplicated that. About 90% of, of the processes that work in all the brands, we, we basically use. We use shared services like in accounting and real estate. And then every brand has its own president. So, you know, Cycle Bar is its own company. I'm the president of the company. I have a senior vice president of operations. I have a CMO. I have national sales and regional sales directors. So we all have our, our executives in these positions that trickle down based on the scale, based on how many locations you have. And then what we do is we meet weekly with Anthony, all the presidents do, and same thing with all the other positions. And we share a lot of best practices and we kind of align with, with strategy based on, on kind of the life cycle of where we're at. There's some startups in there, there's turnarounds, like for instance, Cycle Bar, and then you got some businesses that have been, been, been excelling for years like Club Pilates. Yeah. So what are the other modalities? Can you name them off the top of your head? <laughs> yeah. No, again, it's like, it's like having uh, seven brothers and sisters. Um, hopefully you can you don't forget somebody, but you got you got Club Pilates, you got Cycle Bar, you got Stretch Lab and Row House, you've got AKT, um, you have Yoga Six, you have Pure Bar, and then you have Stride. Those are the eight different brands under Exponential. Yeah, and it's, it and it's so cool. So it's a like customer, uh, so you can actually own two, three, or eight of these businesses and put them all like in a strip mall next to each other and there's no competition. No, because you're driving, you're driving the same customer, right? And it's kind of like you see it in a lot of these auto malls where a lot of car dealerships now are figuring out that they're, if they're all in the same location, you're driving the customer to the same spot and shopping centers love it, especially from a real estate perspective. Because if you're looking at for a 2000 square foot space versus, hey, if I get a 6,000 square foot space and I've got three different brands I can put in there, it makes it a lot easier to find real estate and actually kind of gives you a little bit more negotiating power for TI and for rent. The other part of it is that when you already have a relationship and if you're in a shopping center and something else opens up, well, you, you, you're, great, you're a great tenant, you've, you've got a great relationship with your landlord, you've got customers, um, and a spot opens up, you can't just you know, expand your location, but you can if you have a different modality to use. So if you're a, a Pilates studio, like a Club Pilates, and we're seeing a lot of this where now they want to add a cardio element to their to their portfolio, they put in a cycle bar in the same shopping center, and you can actually share customers and drive a lot more people to the, to the center. Absolutely. Very exciting stuff. And, you know, I, I think the president of another modality that you have, Yoga 6, is, is a rock star. I don't know if you know her at all, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do. I, I try everything I can to be just like her. So yes, my, my wife, Lindsay Dunk. Yes. Uh, you married up, my friend. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally agree. I totally agree. <laughs> she is so awesome, man. And what she's doing with Yoga 6 is she's on even a faster trajectory than Club Pilates was in the early days. So they have yep. well over 300 units sold and are opening up 
know, probably 25 uh, a quarter right now or something like that, she told me. So very, yep. very exciting stuff there. What are you excited about regarding Cycle Bar at the moment? What's got you uh, in a tizzy right now? Right now, you caught me right after our, our annual convention, so I'm, I'm warm and fuzzy right now. But I can tell you it's, it's my franchisees. The work that these, these men and women have done over the last couple of years has been remarkable. I mean, we, we bought a company that was failing. 70% of the studios were breaking even or losing money which isn't something that you want to see in a, in, when you're a franchisor, obviously. I mentioned we inherited that. So the, the branding and the, 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 the programming was first in class. The old CMO was a Procter & Gamble brand guy, so he did a great job of building a, a beautiful brand. And Tevia Selly, who we did keep, she's the only employee that we kept from the prior ownership group, who was the creator of all the different uh, classes. Uh, she had some influence in SoulCycle and, and Flywheel as well, so she's been doing this for a while. But uh, we knew that piece was there. It was the ops piece. And we knew it was going to be a very challenging transition for our owners because when they bought, they thought it was going to be absentee ownership. No, you know, no management, no sales process. There's no memberships. There aren't even phones allowed in the studios. And uh, so over the last two years, we've literally turned the operational model on its head. We do believe in general managers. It's a sales and marketing business. We did put in phones. We did, We then had to redo the entire website. We had to redo our entire app and then our entire CRM system and POS system. So you can imagine you've got over 100 locations open and operating. Plus, we opened up another 80 cents. And we had to then teach the franchisees. We had to teach the members how to buy and book differently. And not just the, the management, the staff, the franchisees, the entire system. And the, the, I guess the, the part that makes me the most proud is we track same-store sales revenue. Every single month, I have a president's call with all of our franchisees, and we kind of talk about those numbers because our new stores are knocking out of the park. So the studios that we've sold under Exponential that follow our formula of pre-selling and opening um, are doubling the revenue of the original ones. So the hard part was how do we get our, our studios that have already been opened and operating to, to grow? And we, we, we said from the very beginning, the only way we could measure that would be through same-store sales growth. So we just came back from convention and then hit it again in November. So we're now just completed our 25th consecutive month in growth in same-store sales. That's a studio that has to be open for 13 months or more. And not just, not just consecutive, but we're averaging 17% per month on average since doing that. And this December is, is cranking. I mean, we're looking at probably a 22% year-over-year increase in the month of December for same-store sales. So the work that these people have been doing has been amazing. Congratulations on that. That's just really unbelievable. And, you know, one thing that I loved when I first met Anthony Geisler was, you know, he took over this brand and he sunk his heart and his wallet into Cycle Bar. And he helped these franchisees get, you know, financially get to a break even at least so they wouldn't have to keep on taking out of their own pocket. And I was like, wow, man, this is really something else. I mean, it just... It just gave me so much faith in, in the whole exponential brand, you know, as, as a franchise consultant, you know, I'm always looking for the best brands that are going to really support their franchisees and not just sell them something. Right. And so this proved it. And it was just amazing to me. So yeah, no, no. And that, that, but that's Anthony. I mean, that's, he's, he's a pure entrepreneur. I mean, he doesn't look at this. He doesn't seem, seem like a, a corporate CEO. I mean, he really looks at this as, as it's our business. Yeah. 
right? It's his, it's like his baby, and and it's not. He didn't. He's not the founder of Cycle Bar, and nope. and so it's not his baby. But you would think that it is the way he treats it and and the franchisees, yep. and uh, really really beautiful. I love it. What's the best advice you've ever received, Ryan? Best advice I would say I still use to this day was from my my second uncle. His name is Frank Felix III. He, uh, I'm sorry, Frank Felix Jr. But you know he's an entrepreneur, self-made uh, man. He's uh, his family's from Portugal. I grew up in Hawaii, and uh, you know he told me that a lot of people will will hire an expert to do a job and then tell them what to do, and regardless of what it is. You know he was a contractor by trade. Uh, he got he got involved in a lot of other things as well. But you know when I was first when I bought my first condo, it was a fixer upper. And I kept calling him and asking him for advice, and, and he, he he just laughed at me and said, "Why do you keep calling me? I'm not your contractor. Uh, ask your contractor advice first, and then call me, and then I can tell you, you know, my perspective on the matter." And uh, you know, it really stuck with me because now it's you know you you see people that spend a lot of money for to hire, either hire the right person or to 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 buy a franchise, right? And you see you're buying it for the for the service, but. You know, then you then you, you you tell these people exactly what you want and how you want it when you're actually paying for their expertise. So I think that's that's the the gift that keeps on giving. If you that's ask really funny. That's so funny, and and it happens so often in franchising. People don't believe me that people buy franchises and then they don't follow the franchise system. It's nuts, but it's true. I don't know why that is. I think people are busy putting out fires, and and they don't follow the system. It seems like it's a burden, but the system is what makes it great. And I think it's hard because you know you're 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 maybe two thousand, a thousand, five hundred miles away from the corporate office. It's your business. Um, I get it. You know, you go to dinner with family and friends that are entrepreneurs, and everybody's got advice, and some of it's right, and some of it's not, and and it's hard because you know you you start to listen to other people, and then you start to formulate your own opinions, and then you start to kind of justify that this market's different than everybody else, and yeah. they're right. This mark every market is different, but at the end of the day, you know the franchisor. Luckily, we get so many different experiences on a daily basis from all markets, and we're learning on a consistent basis. So I always tell people to trust the experience, not really trust the advice, but trust the experience that the franchisor gets because they're learning on a daily basis from multiple different parts of the region and, and, and in the business versus the franchisees, you know, one location or maybe one or two. Yeah, absolutely. So for you, can you share with us a personal habit that you can contribute to your success or something that contributes to the success of turning around cycle bar. Yeah. My, mine is, is really, this is going to sound weird, but measurement every day. Like what are you measuring? You know, whether you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to lose weight again, and this is just my own take on it. I'm not saying it's right, but you should weigh yourself every day. Some people say not to, it's demoralizing, but to me, it's like, I want to know my weight every single day and, you know, what went well, what didn't, and, you know, you may see ups and downs, but you're measuring it every day, so you know your progress. You know, in business, the same way. If it's something that you're focusing on, you know, the two things is passion, and if you have passion about it, then you're going to you're gonna say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take on this, this, this task, and I think the reason you start with passion is because if you don't have passion, you'll quit. So if you're passionate about something, you'll, you'll push through. And then if you're measuring it on a daily basis, it keeps you focused that you're doing the right thing or if you have to pivot. doesn't mean you have to change the goal, 
But like, for instance, in Cycle Bar, to me, at the end of the day, I knew I was going to have a lot of people with, with different opinions, especially those that have skin in the game. They're losing money. And hearing the different changes and the things that we did, we always went back to every single decision that we made, no matter what department, no matter who on my team is, is bringing it up, was was it going to drive AUV, which is which is a, a average unit volume, which is basically studio revenue. Um, so if it was not going to drive revenue into our studios, then it was something that we weren't going to do. And so we measured every decision. And after every decision, if the revenue didn't go up, then it was probably the wrong decision. So we either tweaked it, pivoted to something else, or we rolled something else out. But in my opinion, measurement is, is measuring whatever you're focusing on on a daily basis to make sure that you're heading in the right direction. And it gives you confidence because when you know that you're making, even though it's a game of inches and you're just moving a little bit at a time, others may not see it because they're not measuring it. Or they may be emotional or be being taking things you know out of context because they're not living in the world of data. It allows you to be more confident. So when people are either trying to distract you, pull you off of it, or if you have to pull them with you, when you have the confidence knowing that you're you're moving in the right direction, it makes it a lot easier to make those decisions. Yeah, well, well yeah. said. I mean, it's definitely all about measuring, in my opinion. Even when you're just working out, you know, if if you're running on a treadmill and you know, you want to stay at a certain uh, speed or cadence. Once you look away from the numbers, all of a sudden you slow down <laughs> and you don't realize yeah. it. You look down yeah. and you're like, oh man, I thought I was still going this fast, but you're not. And so it's really interesting. So that's a big, big thing for anybody who's running a business is watching the numbers, the KPIs, the key performance indicators, all of that stuff. So that's really good. Are there any books that you could point to that helped you out in your career? I would say the one that, I mean, there's a lot. The one that really helped me, I mean, there's two. One, the first one was Think and Grow Rich from just, just the goal setting and, and, and striving. And the other one was Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. That's a must-have because, to me, the emotional deposits and a lot of things that that book talks about is that you, you can't be successful in business without people. Habits in that book, to me, it just uh, if you only could read one book, it, it would be that one. I love it. That's great. We're talking about buying a book called The Seven Habits for Highly Effective Teenagers for, for oh, nice. a niece. They just came out of a, a rendition of that. So, um, yeah, it was so funny. We just had that conversation last night, my wife and I. Very good stuff. So what is one myth about franchising or about spin in your specific case that you would like to bust right here and right now? The biggest myth. I would say in indoor cycling is that you have to have rhythm or you have to be in shape because you don't have to have rhythm and you don't have to be in shape uh, to do indoor cycling. Right. And I think that if we could get that message out, I think that we would probably triple in, in, uh, in revenue in all of our studios. But yeah, it's, it's such a, a fun experience. And I think that um, it's not as intimidating as getting maybe punched in the face if you're going into a boxing concept. But but there is a little bit of that there is a little bit of that anxiety that people have before they do a spin class. I don't know if it's from videos or things they've watched, but I had that anxiety. I was scared to death when I took my first uh, cycle bar class. I I was scared just putting the shoes on and uh, was blown away with how much fun it was and and how the experience was. So that's just incredible. Love that. So what would you say to someone who's listening in and thinking about? you know, maybe investing in a franchise, what advice would you have for them at this moment? 
My, like I said earlier, I think there has to be some passion there because starting a business is, is already hard. When you're buying a franchise, I would argue it's, it's a little bit more nerve wracking because you're really buying the people. You're not really buying the product. So when you're looking at buying a franchise, it's got to be something that resonates with you, especially in fitness. If you're going to buy one of our expo brands uh, in Cycle Bar, um, if you're not passionate about helping people and about fitness and about really entertaining and and creating an experience, it's going to be really uh, tough to be successful because you won't be transparent. So you won't be as passionate. Your people won't feel the authenticity from you of wanting to help people. And then that will translate to the customer. But if you are passionate about that, your people will believe it. They'll want to help people. They'll want to create that environment. And the reason I think that fitness is the best franchise, and of course, I'm biased because I am passionate about fitness and I'm in the industry, but it's a subscription model. So you're selling something that you're seeing it grow month in and month out. And it's something that when there is a recession or when, when times get tough, people look in. So they look into their fitness, they look into their, their education, they, they turn inwards, right? And so to me, it's A, look for something that you're passionate about, and then B, is it something that you can grow your revenue, or you're starting from zero every month, right? If, if, you, uh, if you don't like cutting hair, uh, probably not a good idea to open a hair salon, right? If you don't like meat, you probably shouldn't open a Subway. But, you know, when it comes to fitness, you don't have to be the technician. You don't have to know how to teach a class. You don't have to have the rhythm that I talked about in today class. If you understand that you love to help people and you love to build a, a kind of residual income through through memberships and through subscriptions, it really comes down to the people. And, and that's what you really buy in a franchise. You're buying the people, the process, you're buying the, uh, the foundation of, of the support that you're getting from a franchisor. You know, I, I agree. And, you know, I, I, I don't think you need to be passionate exactly. Like what I mean is that, you, you know, you can own a McDonald's and be a vegetarian, but you got to love the business of the business if you don't love the product. Otherwise, you definitely will be out in the cold. But, um, and, uh, you know, a lot of businesses like a haircutting place, you know, they're looking for people not to be passionate about hair as much as they are about building a business and building revenue and, and a you know, and a stream of revenue and equity. So it's a interesting point, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. Ryan, what's the best way for people to uh, get in touch with you and Cycle Bar? So my, my email, I love replying back to emails, uh, ryan at cyclebar.com, but we, we do have our website at cyclebar.com. Um, and then we also do have an website uh, for Exponential. It's spelt with an X, though, Exponential, uh, no E. And that has information of all of our other brands as well. Absolutely. And I'll put all of that on the website, thefranchiseacademy.com. And, Ron, I want to thank you for taking time out and sharing your thoughts yeah. and your wisdom uh, on franchising and cycle bar tonight. No, I, I listen, this was, this was fun. I, I really do appreciate it. And then just the, uh, the time, Tom, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, my, my pleasure. Say hello to everybody over there in Irvine for me, and we'll talk again soon, my friend. We'll do. Take care. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration. 